Welcome back to another very special episode of the Film Alchemist Podcast, the show where we look at movies we love, break them apart, to find out what gives them their magic. I'm your host, Josh Griffey, joined as always by my what-the-hell-happened-to-his-face murder doll and co <laughs> Alex Dandino. Yikes. All right, before we get to that issue uh, and many others... <laughs> A little business, guys. It's official. The Film Alchemist, your friends here at The Film Alchemist. We're on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Pod. Guys, it's the best way to support the show. It's also the best way to make sure that this show is giving you what you desire. Uh, so for as little as a dollar a month, you can join the community that we're forming online. See what's up. Dabble a bit. And as you uh, ascend the Highlander ranking system... You actually get to select the movies that you want us to talk about in a Patreon exclusive library. Uh, we have some awesome perks. We're working on some cool stuff over there. Uh, a lot of fun things to come. So, guys, again, that's patreon.com slash film alchemist pod. Please help us help you. Come on, guys. Do it, please. I'll beg if I got to. Please. I'll just do that. I got nowhere else to go. Ooh, right. Nice. That's very different. Well, gear. All right. <laughs> A little R gear for the October. Uh, guys, please go to YouTube. Subscribe to our channel, Film Alchemist. You can see video versions of most of our podcasts there, along with some other fun uh, video content. You can email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Make sure you leave us a rating and review, five stars, and a couple sentences about why you love spending time with us to help us just Rochambeau, the algorithmic overlords that try to oppress us. Uh, also, we're on all the social media you're on, guys. That's it for business. That's enough business, guys. This is the horror beast, right? We dive headfirst deep every October, 31 days, 31 pods. We always start with the franchise. Um, I know the abyss is infinite, but we're pretty fucking close pretty to rock close bottom. To the bottom on this one with today's movie, <laughs> Curse of Chucky. Um. All right, guys, you know the deal on this show. We try to pick movies that we love and talk about why we love them, right? And I will say I love the Child's Play franchise. And I love I think Chucky. that's been abundantly clear throughout the run. That's right. And, uh, you know, in the, the fun spirit of completionism, I think it's fun to look at every uh, entry in the franchise. If we're being honest up front, right? Because that, that's what we are. We're friends now, right? We're friends. This movie sucks way more than it is. <laughs> and I hate to say that because, uh, guys, here's what's going to happen. We're going to try to spend more time talking about what we liked in the movie than what we didn't. And I don't want to hear you guys being like, you guys never told us your real opinions. You you didn't actually like Curse of Chucky. You're right. I didn't actually like Curse of Chucky. No, I did not like Curse of Chucky. It's, it's a slog, right? And it's funny because I, I read online that don mancini's theory right is that after seed of chucky right seed of chucky the the franchise felt like it had gone it had jumped the shark right i think that's yeah. a really fun unique interesting entry it's into a the very series. very very different take it's it's in its own orbit right like and don mancini said that he had heard from fans they wanted to get back to a real horror movie with a real scary chucky i understand that i really do understand that right and i think a lot of the horror movie franchises when they try to bring it back to the horror and really reroute 
a little grittier, a little more grounded. Some of those entries fans don't like, right? I think what you would be able to argue pretty easily is that all of the things that make Chucky and Child's Play amazing are really hard to find in this entry. Alex, hit me with some opening thoughts. Let's air some grievances, and then we'll talk about... There are actually some things I really liked in this movie. Yeah, this isn't, like... We don't do this on this show very often. But, like, I agree. Like, we do get accused of just, like, looking at the rosier side of the... Rosier side of the... Yeah, how weird that we choose to talk about movies that we like. how dare we do a podcast where we... Yeah. (laughs) How do we do a podcast yeah. where we choose to talk about things we like? <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like really fascinating thing. Like when you get this deep in a franchise and when you do these, like when you do a continuous series like this, you're going to have some, something's going to not gel at some point. Like even great stuff, like even great stuff. We talked in horror abyss's past scream three is a great example. Not everybody likes scream three. I'm yeah. one of those people. I'm not loving scream three hey. the whole way through, but there's stuff to love about it. Curse of Chucky is no different. My favorite horror film ever, Hellraiser, right? Every year we're like, is this the Hellraiser year? And then you're like, there are a lot of Hellraisers uh, where it's like, I would rather actually have hooks in my nips yeah, than have to sit down and try to dice. I, mean, I would rather sit for my ultimate pleasure than actually have to watch <laughs> that many. Yeah, hell- by like part seven, Hellraiser's like, or Pinhead's just like, it, this time it's only paid. This time it's just paid. I'm it's sorry. just paid. There's no yeah. pleasure. We, you know, COVID shipping stuff. We ran out of pleasure. Now it's paid. But <laughs> wear a mask and, you know, PP, please. All yeah. right. Before we take on Leatherface, or I mean, Pinhead. God damn, I'm all over the place. Sorry, this movie's got me rattled. Um, Yeah, this is the thing. This is easily the worst entry to the Child's Play franchise. And yeah. let's just talk about a couple of things I think they missed on, right? Uh, it just looks cheap and bad. So the budget's right? $2 million, which... Yeah, and it happens. It's a straight-to-video release, it happens, right? That's what it is. It, it, fall, it falls in this weird thing that was happening where it's like, can you just fucking put a color anywhere? Like, just a fucking color. Yeah. Everything is so muted and washed and boring to look at visually, right? hmm And uh, it's just... It's strange because... This is somewhat doing a soft reboot of the franchise, too. And they they course correct a little bit in Cult of Chucky. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's hard to pinpoint exactly what is wrong with this. I mean, to me, it's... uh, Let me tell you one. You know one that really leapt out at me? When she's fighting Chucky at the end, right? And she rips his head off. Yeah. Chucky no longer has flesh and blood inside. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's an integral part to what makes Chucky cool. Him just being a doll. Yeah. I think that there's. What? And again, like you look at this kind of thing and that's like, I think where you see, it's not the age of the like franchise. What you start to see is the like depreciation of what the franchise does for its fans. And I think that that's yeah. probably where that's where I, as I agree, that was actually one of those things was like, like half the fun of watching these movies is knowing that the doll is like, the Chucky doll's bleeding at some point. Like yeah. they're like, that's like half of the gag is like, he's slowly becoming human. And I'm like, okay, so now he's just a fucking Skynet cyborg. And that's like the end of it. Like, which again, we get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, you know, we'll get to that later. But at the same time, like ultimately 
it just loses a lot of flavor. It loses a lot of the stuff that we really like about the Child's Play series. While, yes, being this soft reboot, it is also it's not rebooting the right things. That's how I'd, that's how I'd say it rather than it being a soft reboot of the franchise itself. It's rebooting all the things that we don't necessarily need rebooted. And really the way that the last, really the way that the, the way that, um, Oh my God, what was the movie we watched yesterday? I cannot believe I'm forgetting the name. What the seed of Chucky? Yeah. Thank you. God damn it. Seed of Chucky is such a fascinating. Yeah. Like it is this like weird sort of meta nonsense narrative kind of doesn't necessarily, it's very slapsticky in a lot of ways. However, you'd imagine you could still make that into something a little more interesting. It ends very fascinating. Like there's a lot of fascinating things that you could take little great threads from seed of Chucky here. I think the problem is that we're just watching a brand new movie without any of the without any of the reference from the previous like it's it's almost enti- it's almost entirely its own thing short of like stitched together chucky that's like the only reference we really have yeah by the end of the film they start bringing us some you know hints at oh give, this is in the you give chucky a little universe. taste from the from the old days the only like thing we Andy. immediately recognize right is we're like oh chucky still has tons of points on his shipping account uh, Chucky loves yeah. shipping himself. Chucky's places. definitely got a it. like incredible Amazon Prime. Yeah, account. that like, motherfucker it's... loves to be inside of boxes. I think it's because he keeps <laughs> praying to Dembala and getting pink socked back into the doll. Yep. And I think those little times when he's in the back of a UPS truck, he's like, "If only I had died that day in the toy store." <laughs> That's like his little moments of respite. Yes. And he like he like cosplay. We are still a, in this like guy. we are still in the theory that and, like we'll always be in this theory that like. Dumbala is just like constantly fucking with Charles Lee Ray. Right. But see, this this is kind of some of the problems, right? Is that this one that the Dumbala just essentially disappears, mm-hmm. right? One of the, the Again, issues, one of those things you don't need to reboot. Yeah, one of those things that's good. And that's what I, I, I get what they're saying is that Seed of Chucky, it's like they had done so much good kind of mixing of fun and comedy and this and that. Seed of Chucky, I think you could argue it, it swayed very heavily goofy, right? Mm-hmm. But again, never boring. No. Almost always interesting, right? And yeah, so maybe it's a little, you know, do we need the Britney Spears thing? Eh, you know, whatever. That's part of the series. Like, whatever. is it great? No, it's, yeah, fun. it's fun. But I think what they're missing is that it's it reminds me of the Superman argument you have with people, right? He's too strong, so he's a boring character. It's like, you just absolutely are just washing over all of the entire character just to try to make a point, yeah. right? Chucky being a doll can still be fucking scary as we've covered now for several movies. Chucky being a doll is like the fourth interesting thing. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? So instead of just taking out his like human heart and guts, they took the fucking enjoyment out of this movie. And here's my thing. If you want to make a dark, gritty Chucky horror movie, I would gladly watch that. Yeah. This movie just fails to be interesting at almost every turn. Yeah. And also one more grievance before we move on. If you like Curse of Chucky, you do not get to tell me again how bad Chucky looks in the reboot. Yeah. Whatever kind wow. of Hartman Instagram model duck face Chucky's doing for the first half of this movie is unwatchable. That it's was really bad. <laughs> actually, that was the most startling reveal in this entire like because they have like at the very beginning when the um, little girls going to the bathroom, like the first uh 
like the the big reveal. Like that one, it's not the big reveal, but that reveal particularly, I remember that being like, oh God, did they change the Chucky doll like again? Like, is this yeah. a different, like, and I was like, oh Jesus Christ, that looks horrible. I was actually relieved yeah. when they started peeling, when she started peeling away. Oh God. I was like, right? oh, thank and God, it looks the- like Chucky again. That's what makes me mad because that shit's over and out. Like the scene when he's watching the girl get electrocuted, mm-hmm. whatever that like close up was where they're like, we are selling the shit out of this Chucky. It made me so sad in my heart. My my little heart was yeah. breaking watching that. And this is the thing, right? It, what you're saying. So he kills the mom at the start, right? Mm-hmm. It's so fast and so off screen that it doesn't matter. And a lot of Chucky's best moments happen off screen, right? But we deal with the ramifications usually later, right? This one just goes with there's there's this motif they do constantly of people seeing themselves in reflections, right? Mm -hmm. Which is kind of a fun thing to do with Chucky, knowing Mm -hmm. who he is, right? He Mm -hmm. sees himself in a knife. She sees herself in blood, whatever. Sure, sure. There is something to be said that we don't really start having any fun with Chucky until well over an hour into the movie. And these are not long yeah. movies. I feel like once they peel, once she peels the latex off yes. and reveals, the then stitches, we're doing a child's play. Then movie. we're doing child's play. After. But like, it takes so long to get into it that you're like, you spend the first hour of the movie in this, like kind of like terrible haunted house movie. That's not really a haunted house. Cause like nothing cool is happening other than just like straight depression from all these people. Yeah. It's like this horrible dilapidated house and like all these people kind of suck in their own special yeah. way, except for the kid. Like ultimately <laughs> like, I mean, what if you were doing a pornography parody of clue with no comedy and not nearly enough. That's what this movie is. That's what the first hour of this movie is. <laughs> Well, because at the one point you're just like, wait, what is the priest doing here in the land okay. deal section of the movie? Okay, can we please? I, this was actually the I, <laughs> I, I, okay, I rewound the movie because I was like, I must have missed something about the priest. Like, I must have like missed like a thing. Like he's like, he's like gotten kicked out of the clergy or some shit, and this is like a halfway house. Maybe that's why the house is so shitty. No, he's, he's trying just, to. Uh, he's trying to get his cut. Yeah, he wants ten percent of that tithing, so the girl can go to private school. But again, that's just one of those. The payoff for him, he gets his head lopped, which was cool. Right. Great, beat. but this is this is the thing. Why don't we see Chucky in that car talking to him in this movie? The the Chucky talking and being Chucky, pretty minimal, is sorely missing. Right yeah. until at the end when he's just like, "Here's a backstory." Right, right. And he does the Wayne's World, but which is just, weird. Uh, this is like the other thing too is like that's it's uh, the the wayne's world thing it's interesting you bring that up because like for me that is like straight from bride and seed you know like those are the bits that we're used to seeing it's weird that for a movie that's supposed to be scarier and like much more straight horror that yeah like we don't hear him talk almost the entire movie like and like the first child's play he doesn't talk for a lot of the movie at least like not like charles lee ray does but until like you know probably like halfway to like like two-thirds in but i think what bothers me more than anything about the fact that he doesn't do that is there are so many great like shticks available and i think that's the thing is like the precedent's been set at this point where i'm used to it i'm fine with it like it's yeah. weird that you wouldn't want to keep that going. Like, cause if we're being honest, like that's, what's making that's, what's, that's what's making people come back for curse and seed. Why would yeah. you not want to keep the, or sorry, um, bride and seed. Like, why would you not want to keep that going? Like, 
I don't know. It's a weird compulsion to want to like reboot your own story when it doesn't really need rebooting almost. And we're not, you know, we don't do that kind of rewriting thing on the pod, but. Well, not even, it's not even that he wanted to just reboot the franchise, right? I think what is so great about Child's Play is that they never feared going a, a different route, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's been an important kind of lifeblood in the Chucky franchise. This one is just such a weirdly strange misfire for Don Mancini. Because his answer was to remove all of the things we like about Child's Play, right? And you don't have to see Chucky killing, right? The most famous Chucky kill, I would argue, in the franchise when he's slapping that meter stick against his hand, right? Yeah. We don't see him kill the lady with that, really. Like, maybe take a swing or two, but that's it. What matters is that little, like, him stalking her, right? Yes. That shit's almost gone. And the moments we do see, like, that CG Chucky coming down the stairs. But, what, like, when the, the lady peels his face off, right? We're like, oh, so this is the bride and seed of Chucky, but not that didn't happen. And you start getting confused, right? Right. But at least then he's, you know, stalking up to the girl as he's, you know, taking her eyes. Like, you had your mother's eyes. And you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is a child's play scene. Yeah. And from that point on, the movie is dramatically better. All right. I feel like we've done a lot of ranting about the uh, I feel like the shortcomings of this movie are Legion. Right. What I think is interesting is that even in a misfire like this, this is the franchise misfire. Mm-hmm. There are some bits that I found really awesome and cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, most notably. Uh, Bradley Dorf's daughter being cast in the lead that's a really cool moment very i thought cool. and she was phenomenal by the way she was very she good. was kind of the one actress that wasn't giving me like skin max vibes <laughs> you know what i mean like she was really good yeah even the guys were giving me skin max vibes it was not uh a lot a lot of skin max. it was very well, there was that moment where it's like the nanny's mine to cheat with and that's like <sighs> this is a i've seen this setup before many <laughs> times yeah, it was uh Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she was uh she was a very interesting it's an interesting addition. It's not even that it's Bradley Dorf's daughter either. She's just the character of uh Nika is just a really interesting entry. It's a uh, it and again like when they get to the ending where they like explain what ha- like the Wayne's World bit, it does have a nice connection, a nice throwback, you know, like you're getting a yeah. sense of like you're getting a sense that this is the movie that like the last 30 minutes is like, this is the movie they were trying to make the whole time. And yet we haven't really been able to get there because for some odd reason, we've just been like spending time with other, like, I don't know. Like for me, the ending is really kind of indicative of the whole problem, which is like, there's just too many people. There's too many people in the house for one. Like if this was just about Nika and, I don't know. You could, you could honestly, you could just, if you're going to soft reboot, you could just make it Nika and her dad. I mean, honestly, you can fill the house. We don't need to see them bickering about, well, I've got a nanny cam of you. What? Like, why do we need that? Like, what does that beat add? Like, we already know this girl's trying to steal the house that's custom made for her paralyzed sister because she is, oh, he has to work at Starbucks. All right. We already know this story, right? You know, one of them's fucking the nanny. We know these characters, right? Oh, the priest who wants the money. You don't have to give these guys scenes, right? You don't have to give them moments. Yeah, it's Because I, I agree with you. The movie starts off, and Nika and her mom being trapped in this kind of old house, right? 
I thought there was a really nice balance of she's trying to kind of flirt with the the mailman, right? The delivery guy, right? Chucky's, you know, shipping VIP class. Yeah. You know, Chucky's Chucky's personal Amazon Prime shipper. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's this nice moment of her like, oh, he wouldn't. You know, the mom kind of shutting her down. And there's this nice little world building we're doing. And when Chucky takes that away, Mm -hmm. that's a fine moment. Again, by the time we see the flashback, you're like, the fact that we didn't see the showdown between Chucky and that mom is criminal. Yeah. It's an absolute, like, someone who is in charge of this movie should have said, go back to the fucking drawing board. I will give don't you the give money me to this, reshoots. Yeah, don't give me this, it's Nika's story. You already did the fucking flashback. I need to see the emotional payoff of that moment. Also, because this feels like a thing that Chucky might have had higher on his priority list than the fifth fucking movie or the sixth movie, right? Like, and honestly, (laughs) for just being an out of left field, like, oh, another connection to the past life, it works really well. Like, that part is really good. But I thought she brought a real power to this story, right? And her having to deal with, you know, the way people see her as weak and helpless and, um, you know, her just trying to get by in this difficult moment of grief. It felt very much like the Andy Barclay journey, right? Where mm-hmm. people just would not accept that this kid and they, they wouldn't listen to him and believe him. And, oh, you're under stress. Oh, you're too weak. It had all of those kind of things we like. And that's that's something that Chucky's great on is because it's absurd to believe that this doll's murdering. So it puts these characters in the kind of horror film where what if you're the only one who knows the truth, right? It's a you know, insanity kind of horror, which always works. And she does her absolute best to drag this movie to the finish line. No pun intended. Well done. And it just, it just, no, no pun intended, man. Come on. No, no, that literally was not. (laughs) I know every time someone says pun, not pun, pun, not intended. I'm saying own that. It was too good a pun not to be intended. Fine. My pun. It came out my lips. I said it. Um, but yeah, I think she is doing so much lifting in this and she's really good in her showing down with Chucky and being unafraid to take him on are the, the rare moments where this movie begins to shine. Um, and yeah, so I, I liked a lot. I really thought she was a great addition. And again, they pay off this kind of this casting enormously in the cult of Chucky. So, you know, there are seeds of better movies to come. Uh, One thing I did want to ask you about, I actually loved the Charles Lee Ray backstory, right? Again, it's it's shoehorned into this movie in a just bad way, right? Sometimes you know you want to do something (laughs) in a movie, and by the sixth movie, there's no good way for this to happen. Mm Mm-hmm. The fact that her dad is randomly friends enough with Charles Lee Ray to invite him to the family cookout and then get drowned by him and then whatever, right? Not great. Not great. Also, the fact that no one, when Charles Lee Ray was in the newspaper constantly for being a serial killer, like, hey, that fucking guy was at the cookout and uh, the guy died. Not good, right? But the effect of how they use that backstory I thought was phenomenal. One, it was really fun to see Brad Dorif actually get to play Charles Lee Ray again. Yeah. I thought that was really awesome, right? But the bit that I really latched onto was this kind of deepening of the psychosis of Charles 
and his his want and desire to have this this woman this pregnant woman and her unborn daughter and her daughter right so she already had one daughter at that point. right what did you make of this bit actually seeing the kind of psychopath charles lee ray was in the flesh when we've only seen him as the doll essentially for the whole franchise I mean, I like, I, yeah, I, and I like seeing Brad Dourif just get to do his thing. Like, it's fun to watch. You're so used to his voice; it's fun to watch him like actually do what he oh, does. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about like. It's odd. Like, it's it's kind of assigning this weird emotion to what I think is other. Like, we've seen so far. Like, we've seen so much like selfish behavior. Almost, I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. Like, it works, but it's just not. I, I like I really love the backstory like this is the kind of yeah. this is the movie that I'm there to watch you know like Fuck, for me they just made a prequel with that story I think yeah it like that really alone <laughs> that alone is a movie right there like I yeah. would have watched the shit out of that I I mean I liked it I, I like the I like when we're I like that we're planting seeds for more movies but I also like that they're paying off I like that this movie the thing that this movie does really well at the end particularly and like not a whole lot of the other movies do this as well is paying off the past considerably. And I'm not even mm-hmm. talking about like the appearance of Andy or any of that kind of stuff. I'm simply like the story and Don Mancini's script does such a good job of actually like paying off emotional beats that we didn't even know were emotional beats that I, I it's, it's kind of impressive. It shouldn't work, but it does, especially yeah. towards the end of the movie. Well, this, this is what I mean though, right? We've seen Chucky as I've got to get my body back so I can go back to killing. Right. Right. We saw that movie three times. Mm-hmm. Then we see the, uh, you know, oh, Tiffany, his ex-lover brings him back. Well, I don't want to be with you. I want to, you know, and then he puts her in a doll. We've seen that movie for a while. Mm-hmm. This one is showing it's the first time that we've seen Chucky, not just as someone who likes to kill by knife and maiming and whatever. Right. We're getting a little more into the methodology and how he's hunting for different victims. Right. So now we see the mom. And something about her draws him in, right? This this desire to have a family, quote unquote. There is there is something after having seen Chucky as this, you know, just kind of Bugs Bunny of death now for a couple movies. Yeah, there is something really horrifying to remind yourself who this guy was as Charles Lee Ray. Yeah, because to us he's become a a jokester doll with a knife. Yeah, in seeing this scene of I'm gonna go pick her up from school, and she, the mom's just no, no. You don't want to share her with me. And it's it's fucking real whore. It's real scary shit happening yeah. in that beat. And I thought that was a really fun moment to kind of step away from what the series has become and what we like. Not this one, but for the most part. Yeah. And actually examine who this guy was more. I thought that was a really awesome ad. Yeah, I... uh I like it does re-centralize the horror themes, the horror aspects of the Child's Play franchise in a really unique way without being because, yeah, like it is this sort of like I think you put it best. It's like a Bugs Bunny thing. Like we're just mm-hmm. so used to this. Like Freddie hit this point. They all they all yeah, kind of they all go have this, this like point, point yeah. of like it's not self parody, but it is this like point of like how many more times are we going to see this before it becomes like. It's a desensitization. That's what how many days like, in a row can you go to the chocolate fondue fountain at Old Country Buffet before you're like, you know what? Enough's enough. Today's a lettuce day. Right. 
But that's exactly enough's what the fuck it, enough. <laughs> it's this desensitization that we all have because Chucky's a doll that separates the yes. human from our. So when you see the flesh and blood person, knowing like like what it is like, it's this weird thing where you like think about all like, especially now having watched like every child's play movie, particularly up to this point. You're just like, I think about all the things that Chucky did as a doll. You realize this is the same person. Like, it's just in a much more able body. Mm-hmm. Just because they're killable doesn't mean they're like, they're a full grown adult. It's, um, it's fascinating. Like, it's a really, re, it's a reinvention. Yeah. It's a re, this is the part that's the reinvention. The reboot is re maintaining the fear and terror that right. is Chucky. This is one of the only scenes in the entire series where we see Chucky hunting a victim for fun on his own accord. Mm -hmm. Not someone who gets in his way, not someone who's a periphery to a target that he has to get to achieve some goal. This is the one time, I think, in the entire franchise that we've seen so far where we see he has chosen this person out of the wild, out of the whole wide world. And he wants her. And just seeing little things, right? So when sunflowers aren't in season, he fills that basement with a hundred plus sunflowers. Mm-hmm. And he talks about these aren't easy to get. And he's doing something. He thinks somehow that this is going to help this poor pregnant woman. He has tied up whatever the hell has been going on with her and him. Um, You know what I mean? There's just a lot of creepy imagery and they carry it over brilliantly. And this is why I'm fucking pissed about the start of the movie again, because at the start of the movie, right? All the paintings we see the mom do they're sunflowers. Mm hmm. So the mom who's in her robe painting at the start of the movie is not just some like degenerate lay about the house. She's a fucking traumatized victim. Right. And so she's painting these beautiful, like sunny meadows with sunflowers. But we find out at the end of the movie, that's not why she's fucking painting those. Right. She's painting her pain and torment and constantly stuck and trapped in that moment. That is the essence of great horror storytelling. Yeah. And why they didn't give us the scene when that mom gets to look into Chucky or Charles Lee Ray via Chucky's eyes and they don't say anything to each other is evidence. I want to submit into evidence fucking exhibit a of the failure of this film. That fucking sucks that we were deprived of that moment because that's a really powerful fucking scene to just drop in the back end. Before a bloodless, heartless Chucky just attacks this lady, this kid that he never met. She was in utero, but he thinks he has claimed to. Anywho, they had stuff in this film, and Don Mancini is just too fucking good to not have anything right in the movie. It just got muddied up by all this stuff that someone told him we wanted in a child's play film. It's it's like he... It's it's interesting... Watching this movie, you feel like Don Mancini was told, listen, you can come in and direct like 35 minutes if you want. However, we get like the rest of this. Like we have to do the rest of this on our own. And then you can come in and, you know, wrap it up if you want. Like it it feels that way because like, yeah, like the latter half of this movie feels like a Don Mancini penned child's play movie. The first half feels like people who don't understand it just know that. Here's what it is. The first half of this movie feels like a movie of uh, uh, people who have seen Chucky movies and like Chucky movies and read and watch Chucky and read Chucky scripts and watch Chucky movies and like Chucky stuff. 
The second half is the child's play that we're. You know all what the first half of this movie actually feels like? It feels like some casting director had a favor to call in. Yes. And they're like, "This is my last chance to make this this group pop." Yep. And so they just put in all of these actors that you know. It's not always it, in movies. It's hard to say that actor sucks, right? Right. There is a confluence. That's what we talk about alchemy, right? Of script and directing and set produce like everything right so just because someone's not great in a movie doesn't mean that they just suck right right the performances are not phenomenal in this and i would argue not great material right so it's just this confluence of it feels like they're trying to sell us a bunch of shit that we don't want right like it's like hey you can have chucky but you gotta spend you know buy four get one you want for free and it it sucks because and that's the weird thing fiona Dorif is awesome she could have been She's the starlet great. to carry this. For, and I mean, they, they continued. And I think had Don Mancini kind of not gotten, you know, fucked and backstabbed out of the reboot, you know, that we would have kept getting movies with her, right? And there was something really interesting that could have happened. Anywho, uh, I also liked the final scene in the courtroom. I thought that was real. Like, she brings up this idea, right, that you never killed Andy Barkley. You're not a finisher. You can't do it. That became a really interesting idea when paired with this Charles Lee Ray's kink is that he wants some kind of like family. Mm-hmm. That became really interesting, yeah. right? As she's going out of the court talking shit to the Chucky doll. That kind of shit was great. Like they found the girl. They had the thing to pull on, right? They had the emotional like horror story there. I just don't know what happened. I honestly don't have a great explanation for what happened. I don't either. I, again, I, I can only say that it feels like the first of this, the first of this movie is a preamble and the second half feels like child's play. Like it's a very mm-hmm. weird kind of yeah. disjointed thing. Like, but again, there's stuff to love. There's all kinds of like, there's some fun gags. Like, look, I'm always going to be a sucker for someone getting stabbed in the eye. I love like throwing it. I, the, the sound effect of the eyeball hitting each step on the way down. I was like, <laughs> That's just yeah. like it's a fucking bouncy ball. God bless it. Don Mancini's too good to have an all the way swing and a miss. Agreed. But I, there's almost a part of me that that makes it worse, right? It does. When you see a horror movie and you're like, this is just not working across the board. You shut it down and you just you put it out of your mind. You're like, all right, we, we did that. It's over. Never again. Right. Phantom Menace it, if you will. Um, This one had a lot of shit I really wanted to latch on to. And it, I think that it makes it a little more sour. Here's a wild one. Here's something fucked up. I forgot about. Not only did they just take Dumbala out, but at one point, Chucky tells the little girl, there is no God. Yeah, there is no God. What? I was like, you are the fucking Holy Grail, the fucking Shroud of Turan, all of the fucking you Holy are Bullshit. Proof that there, in fact, is a God of some kind. How the most proof. Such? Yeah, you are literally here at the behest of God, right? Actually, the, actually the moment he says that. Except for this one, who's actually just a hollow fucking plastic doll. Actually, the moment he says that, you know, Dimbala's just going, all right, buddy, here we go. Prepare thy pink Boy, sock. Yeah. <laughs> Charles Lee Ray's feeling all frisky because he had his coffin time in the UPS box. And Dimbala's <laughs> like, you forgot who runs this shit. Uh, yeah, that was just... Not great. And then, okay, so we got to talk about this too before we get on to cult because I think we've talked enough about Curse of Chucky. 
Not a lot to talk about. Why redo the opening of Bride of Chucky when this Chucky clearly, because he mentions that he had already had run-ins with the Tilly family, I believe, right? That's where we left in Seed was Jennifer Tilly and her, uh, you know, flesh and blood son. Right. And daughter. Um, Why redo the the opening of Bride of Chucky as the end of Curse of Chucky and just totally fucking annihilate what we've been I, watching. I gotta be honest with you, man. It's I, always nice to see Jennifer Tilly pop up, but yeah, look, I literally I love Jennifer just, Tilly. I, I do fuck? love Tiffany. I think it's a great addition to the cat. Like it's a great addition to the mythos. Just sure. like, just like I like, just like I like Nika, you know, I could not tell you. I have no rational reason why it like it's it's in there because it's in there here. This is like because it came up and I was just like, did I, I again? It's one of those things like, did I did I turn on the wrong movie again? Yeah. Like, what's happening? Like, wait, what? Like, it's like it's also supposed- like this is like something I love. The opening yeah. of Bride of Chucky's great, but this one tastes a little gross. And if this is like that good. Wicker Man, Wicker Man conversation we had on the yeah. pa- on the Patreon. Yeah. Just so you know, it's this Wicker Man, not that Wicker Man. Like <laughs> you're just sitting there and you're like, what's what's going on? Like if Tiffany had just been running around going bees. Yeah. I would have been like, all right. So this is the wrong. This is the wrong. Curse. This is the wrong curse of Chucky. <laughs> Fucking actually hell. that probably would have made that ending that much more interesting i honestly um, and tiffany we we know comes in in uh cult more heavily yeah so they wanted to bring her back but i was like did you have so to clunky, annihilate though. bride of chucky to do that like just yeah it just didn't feel it felt very it's it wrong. felt super tacked on like you're i just think like, this is the thing is that it felt like there had been a little break what do we do we just want to make something. This it's this, one of those. It's one yeah. of those solves you have when you're like, "Well, we have two million dollars to make a Chucky movie. What do we do? We got to put Jennifer Tilly in. Throw it, Jennifer it's, Tilly. What What I will say though is, uh, while this movie, like Chucky, is devoid of the heart and guts and the sinews that we like about Child's Play, there are remnants. Right? There are things that really work in this movie. Um. And there again, so I'm not going to call it a complete wash, right? The backstory with Charles Lee Ray and seeing Brad Dourif add to the depth of the depravity of Charles Lee Ray is a really fun thing to add on in the sixth movie, right? This is, I mean, they're getting long in the tooth. They're running out of ideas. Yeah. Uh, but as we'll see uh, in Cult of Chucky, they're like, now we're just going straight ideas. We're not going to connect any of them. No. Ideas! <laughs> yeah, Cult of uh, Chucky is just... <laughs> Cult of Chucky is like if they ever made like a short film festival, but it was all Chucky movies. That's like Cult of Chucky. Yes. But again, not boring. Not boring. And it's fun. So, yes, uh, we will wash away the curse of Chucky, right? Every franchise has Everyone's its darkest day one, and it's fine. Right. And I would say even for Chucky, this is not nearly as bad as a lot of other franchises. Darkest day. Um, there is still some stuff that's. Fun to play around with. Ugh. All right, enough of that. We'll be back tomorrow because, as you know, it's October. 31 days, 31 pods. I'm sorry if you absolutely love Curse of Chucky. Uh, you can come talk to us on Patreon. Please. Uh, that's patreon.com slash film alchemist pod. 
You can make us re-watch this movie and talk about it again if you want. Go sign up today. Uh, ratings and reviews. Subscribe to the YouTube Film Alchemist. Email the show, filmalchemistpod at gmail.com. Find us on all your social media. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow. We're closing in on the end of the Child's Play franchise. And then we're getting into some of our fun guest shows that we have lined up for you. Also, two episodes this month that only our patrons will get. So, again, patreon.com slash filmalchemistpod. Tomorrow. picks, too, man. Yeah. Cult of Chucky. Lock yourself in with us. Uh, for the Film Alchemist, I'm Josh Griffey. I'm Alex Dandino. 